Welcome to the Patmos Podcast. I'm Cooper Wagner, and I'm often joined by my partner, Cole Jones. Here at Patmos, we're on a mission to be the healthiest investment firm in the world. Part of how we plan on doing that is by learning from men who've gone before us in life and business. So I hope you enjoy these conversations, and thanks for listening in. If you find them helpful, we would love to hear from you. Follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, or just shoot us an email, which can be found on our website at patmoscp.com. All right. Well, we are here today in Dallas, Texas, down at the Katie Apartments, um, and we are with our man Jared Cook, uh, Colin Cooper here, uh, as always with with Jared, and he joined us today. He's in town for a little bit, and uh, was generous enough to make some time to um, get on this podcast and, and talk a little bit about himself and different businesses he's been a part of and a little bit of his career, and so. We're going to jump in, and um, Jared, I'd love to just hear, let's just start off by uh, you sharing a little bit of your story, where you're from, you know, obviously you've done some time playing football, and uh, you can just share a little bit about that, and then we'll kind of shift gears and get into more of what you've done in the business world and and what your kind of aspirations are there, so. Um, Jared Cook, I'm from uh, Suwannee, Georgia, originally from Birmingham. I grew up in Gwinnett. Um, It's on the north side of Atlanta. Uh, went to the University of South Carolina, uh, played football there. For, go Gamecocks. Uh, <laughs> yes, we got our man. Go. You can't see him, but he's over here behind the cameras <laughs> making us look good. Uh, Joe, and he's a, he's also a Gamecock golfer and a, and a, a legend on, <laughs> on the away. campus. If you mention his name, everybody knows <laughs> <him>. so, <laughs> Anyways. Um, went to the University of South Carolina for three years red shirted and then left got drafted by the Tennessee Titans in the third round um, left there went to the St. Louis Rams for three years Green Bay for one played at the Raiders for two with the Saints for two and then I just finished up a year with the Chargers uh, for my 13th season so I'm um, looking forward to continue playing but just developing some off the field stuff and have been for years and just kind of continue to grow. I love it. I love it. Well, I mean, obviously, I, what I love in getting to um, talk with, with athletes is obviously you guys have put in hours perfecting your craft and you're at the highest level. And, and that type of character and personality, uh, you know, often transfers over into business and into other parts of your life. And so, um, it's been fun today hearing a little bit about what you've done and what you're interested in and, and thought it would be worthwhile to share with others. And, um, you know, so let, let's go back to when, what's like the first thing as a, you know, obviously you're playing football, you're in Tennessee. I don't know if it was then, but when, when did you kind of first venture into outside of football into business and, and other types of, um, opportunities for yourself? Um, well, when I was in Tennessee, I was um, one of the youngest guys on the team. Yeah. Um, even if after my fourth, fourth year, we had a lot of vets on the team. And it was a lot of guys that had started to retire at that point and would come back and speak to us and just say, like, you need to start figuring out what you want to get into now at this point in your career. Because once you're done, um, and you would see it as well as people coming back and telling you, you would see a, guy, a lot of guys with idle hands just sitting around not doing anything, um, and they would wait till then to figure out their next move. And 
I knew that it was always good for me to be proactive in a sense and, and just trying to figure out my next steps in life. So um, back in 2015, after my fifth year in the league, I started a company called Nifty Jeans. Uh, it was a clothing uh, company. Um, I got the idea. I, I was in retail business at the University of South Carolina and studied that. And um, I had always had um, difficulty finding clothes in my size because I'm such a big dude. <laughs> you know, things that would fit right. Skinny on the thighs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Missing leg. My day. dad has that problem, but it's not because he's an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> Skipping leg day. Don't miss leg day now. Come on now. <laughs> um, and there was this other company that went to the University of South Carolina as well. They were called Southern Tide. And they took the same classes, had the same teacher. And while I was there, um, I kind of did a project on a niche uh, that would help um, grow my business. And that's kind of what it was, is difficulty for bigger guys finding clothes in their size. And she went on to kind of explain to me how she had the guys from Southern Tide in her class, how they got started. And I, I just kind of, uh, took that idea and kind of ran with it. And Southern Tide became like a, a, a big company and uh, a very successful one. And um, I started my company after that um, fifth year in the league and called it Nifty Genius and uh, ended up doing really well. It's awesome. How'd you come up with the name? Um, so in life, you always have to recreate yourself, right? And there are times where you're going to have to recreate yourself and find a new um, uh, new roads and new ways to figure out how to get through life because it's such a difficult thing to do. Um, so a lot of times in order to do that, you have to be a nifty genius <laughs> and, and be able to rebrand yourself and kind of be like a phoenix and rise from the ashes again. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, <clears throat> can, can people still get it? Can you go out there and get yeah, some nifty genius? It's, it's at nifty-genius.com. All right. I love that. I'll have to check it out. Does it fit a uh, Skinny guys, <laughs> like, can, I, well, can I go get something, or yeah, do I have to sure. actually be in you shape? Need something. <laughs> yeah, we is that is that? Are you wearing it right yeah, now? Yeah, for sure. Okay. The whole fit. That's awesome. So is it is it is it uh, like is it uh, why am I blanking on the words? Like it's, casual wear or is it, it athletic? It's, it's is business it, casual. It's casual and it's uh, for some formal stuff too. Okay, gotcha. Awesome. So okay, I love that. Yeah, definitely have to check that out. Um, and if you're listening, go get it. And if you're a big boy, go get it. Because sure. I know I've actually, I'm, it's funny, I'm, a, I'm one of, I have a lot of siblings and everyone in my family, I have a brother who played basketball at OU, uh, another brother who played basketball at Oklahoma State, and then my dad is like 6'5", and then I'm six foot normal, can fit into everything, but they all have trouble finding clothes to wear. So maybe you got four or five new customers coming your way. For sure, we get them right. I love it. Well, um, all right. So you started Nifty Genius and in, in early in your career, that went really well. Um, you're still rocking with that. But is there any? So 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 close was first, and when I know we've talked about real estate. When did you kind of start to venture into some of that, and and how have you um, you know grown that that part of your business? Uh, so around around the same time, 2016, I bought my first house in Miami. I was going down there to train. Um, in Florida and um, ended up in the off season when I wasn't using the house, I would end up renting it out and uh, ended up finding that being very productive for me and found some long-term renters. And from there, I've started a few other companies 
um, that have gone, 87 Flips is a company I have in Columbia that flips houses. Then I have Nifty Property as well that, that owns different commercial real estate as well as residential real estate. Okay. And um, what is what have been the best, like obviously the cash flow and the, you know, passive income that comes from running that, but what are, what are some of the other reasons you love that? And then what have been some of your, I don't know if you have any horror stories, but what's, what's some of the reasons you've, you know, decided to maybe venture into more commercial stuff rather than high management, residential, your own properties that, you know, like the, I don't know if the Miami one's been a, a just glaring success all the way around. If there's been some things that you're like, oh, I'm going to venture into some other stuff because of this. So with the Miami property, we had tenants that were in there for three years and, um, we, we ended up furnishing the place and it was just, you know, uh, tenants that would mess up your stuff or steal your stuff, steal your furniture, or, you know, have your, their kids pissing on your couch or something <laughs> like that, you know? And it's just awful smells that, that you would have to get out. So uh, it's just headaches sometimes that comes with those things. Yeah. Also, there's university housing, right? Yep. Um, students that don't know how to take care of your stuff put holes in the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, Versus where you have you know, commercial real estate or commercial land that you just lease out. And um, it's a bigger cash flow uh, for you, but at the same time, it's less maintenance and less hassle. And you most of the time have good tenants that know how to take care of things. Yeah. Because it's their business that's operating out there as well. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Well, um, what is... Uh so, so you're in, what, what's your favorite market that you're in, in terms of like real estate? Is it Columbia? Has that been the one that's been the, the uh, best for you? Probably Columbia. Okay. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, it's a college town. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's one of the best uh, types of real estate you can get in, student housing and, 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 and um, things that are built up around college towns because I play football there as well. And I can see the growth that the city of Columbia has made. Mm-hmm. And I can see the continued growth that it needs to make from the time I was been there and up until now and into the future. So I see a lot of growth that it can happen there and that things that I've seen around the world from my travel or from living in different states that I could bring there to kind of help expand on that. Yeah. So um, you're, you're 13 years in, you know, at some point for everybody, whatever they're doing uh athletically those you know your body starts to wear and tear and, and you stop playing whether it's for me and my high school career ended <laughs> or for you your 13 year professional career ends right like so as you've started to to you know get into business and you've done it you know um you've done two jobs for a long time which is extremely impressive or more than two um as you start to venture maybe past football whenever that is for you what are some of the um, key things that you've done? You know, obviously you've set up stuff already, but what what are you looking to do um, primarily once football like officially stops? What's the what's the passion? Um, hopefully, giving back. You know, I've learned a lot, and um, I feel like I have a lot of things to teach kids, not only on the football side but life side, mm-hmm. uh, financial side. Financial literacy is a big thing. Uh, that I feel like a lot of people need to learn because mm-hmm. a lot of people will come up and ask you for for things or for money, especially people in your family or people you might be friends with, but they don't necessarily know how to manage it. Mm-hmm. So if you continue to give or if you just give it to them and they don't know how to manage it, they can misappropriate that yeah. quickly and, right. and take advantage of that and and keep taking advantage of that versus if you teach them 
um, how to manage that financially or financially how to get ahead, then they learn a life skill forever to where they don't have to keep continually asking you for money. Yeah. So I feel like it's um, awesome. just knowledge that I've learned that I can give back to young kids as well as just people that are around me to, to you know, get their feet wet and, and how to grow financially, but, uh, but also from a business aspect. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I mean, I, that's, that spans across, I mean, all people. I think one of the things that as I've graduated from college, you know, went to high school, there's still a part of me that is like, man, nobody ever taught me how to manage money right like everybody wants to have money but then when you get it people don't know what to do with it and they just start buying stuff or you know misappropriating it so i think that's an amazing passion and um something that is going to serve your family really well but also i mean family and friends but also i'm sure you know with a business brain like yours you're going to figure out a way to to take that and put it into a curriculum or something to really help people um build generational wealth that can serve themselves and and their family and their kids which is huge uh and and a great thing that real estate provides in general is something you can you know not everybody holds on to assets for 30 40 years but it's an opportunity to cash flow and and pass on that to your kids so i think that's awesome um so you're you're living in atlanta is that right yeah Florida, like north atlanta okay cool and uh have you seen is is you know any any real estate opportunity there or are you looking in a lot of other markets yeah i'm actually looking into getting into real estate in georgia as well the price of georgia is a little bit higher right now yeah um that market just shot through the roof um like over 30 percent just in the past two years alone so i'm waiting for that to come down a little bit before i really get into that heavy but yeah definitely uh been looking at a lot of different opportunities and land opportunities as well that's a love it so it sounds like you're thinking about doing development, lands, uh, student housing. How do you think about it? It sounds like you're more of a, a long-term holder. I like the cash flow. I want to replace my income from the NFL. Um, you know, how do you, what, what's your mindset around that? And kind of how do you plan on executing that once you um, retire? Um, you know, just... I think the most important part is is figuring out a way um, to keep your occupancy level up and as well just uh, focusing on what's going to bring you the best cash flow. Because not everything is going to be full the whole time. You're not going to have full capacity all the time, but it's just figuring out ways what's going to be the best use for that property whether it's Airbnb, whether it's long-term leasing, whether it's student housing, um, what's going to figure out your best way. But at the same time, you got to offset whatever your expenses are and just figure out a way to kind of, I guess, move around money, if you will, to be able to fund different projects and figure out different ways to fund different projects. But at the same time, having a steady cash flow come in from other projects. So I think it's all about balance. And I, I just think it's all about, um, you know, slow planning and, and focusing on one project at a time once that project is fully developed. And once you have your cash flow coming in from that project, getting started on the next one. But I think the most important thing is is just mailbox money. You always have residual income coming in. Mm-hmm. You always have a way that you're, 
you're seeing a positive and steady income coming in all the time. So that way you don't have to rob Peter to pay Paul. You <laughs> always have something that's a nest egg for you. Yep, mm -hmm. that's so smart. How did you learn that? Like, where did you, did you read books? Did you, what did you, what did you do to like learn that, those things? Uh, my dad was a big Dave Ramsey fan. And okay. turned Dave, let's go, baby. <laughs> it's funny. He is polarizing as they come. Yeah, yeah. But he's, I mean, he's got amazing, Dave, if you ever hear this, you've got amazing <laughs> principles. <laughs> I appreciate them a lot, but I also have credit cards. And, uh, so. For sure. Uh, and I think it's important to have those too. I, I have yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, my dad was a big Dave Ramsey fan, and he always used to give me Dave Ramsey books to read. Um, different uh, audio books that he would write um, and just, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, the typical mm. books that you just continue to learn from. But my dad was always a frugal person. And uh, one of my old teammates, uh, Kevin Mawai, he used to drive this old F-150 to work and everybody used to clown him because he was <laughs> on like his 20th year in the league. <laughs> and, uh, but he was, he was always financially smart. He always used to tell guys, don't go out there and buy and blow money on cars, don't blow money on this, don't blow money on that. And ended up becoming the NFLPA president. Wow. And still, you know, talks to guys to this day about just being financially responsible. It's guys like that, like my dad, and guys that I've ran into around the league that have just always, um, you know, instilled kind of a, a smarter mindset on a way to manage your money mm -hmm. and to just – um, approach to financial situation that we all come into at such a young age. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I think what, what's really cool is, you know, you're later in your career and you're, you're probably getting to play, be that role model for a lot of guys. I'm sure in 15 years, there's going to be somebody else on a podcast talking about how you taught them those same principles and led by example. So, um, you know, from everything that we've gotten to talk about and learned about you today, you know, it's it's nothing but impressive, and um, you know you've you've set yourself up incredibly to to keep everything rolling once football stops. And that's, I mean, take football out of it, whatever job. You know, I think it's easy to glamorize a professional athlete, but like that's a job, and it's mm. hard work. And I think if I stopped working, I wouldn't have anything else going for me. I'm done. My family's done. So I think it's it's impressive. It's incredible and admirable that you've, you know, been disciplined to to set yourself up for when this is when that stage when that chapter ends. So well, I appreciate that. That's the hard work is the physicality of the hard work is just is taxing. Mm -hmm. um, and I would be doing my family and myself a disservice if I just went out there and you know uh, just just blew it on any and everything I see fit. And I don't think that's necessarily right. So I'm trying to do my best to, you know, um, save a nice nest egg uh, for down the road for my kids. And I think that's important on what you said earlier is building generational wealth, which is something a lot of people in my community don't necessarily know how to do or do very often. And my dad taught me that and he's kind of built that for us. And I'm just trying to instill that in my kids and continue to learn from that and grow. My financial advisor, Phil Reynolds, also helps me tremendously in just kind of monitoring that. And, um, you know, just always thinking of a next step, mm. always thinking ahead, which is something you have to do in your financial forecast. Yep. Yep. Well, man, thank you um, 
for for spending this time i know uh, when you're in town and and seeing friends it's valuable to to carve out a few hours like you had this morning so we're grateful for that cole any final questions you got no i think the last maybe the last thing to end on is just what whenever you think about competing you know in sports and competing in business a lot of people say hey business that's a that's a full-time 24 7 it's a sport that's what mark cuban likes to say you know we're right across from victory park how do you think about competing in business um you know as you while, while you're doing that now like what does that look like for you and and uh are, are you going to think of business as a sport as you um you know walk away from football um absolutely i think in sports we all have a competitive nature i think we all have a little bit of competitive drive in us it just uh, to each individual, it just determines on what brings that out of you and how it brings it out of you. So, over my career, I've always, I've always prided myself on hard work and my competition with not just um, players around me and who I'm going against in um, in my locker room or who I'm going against um, across from me from on the defensive side of the ball, but um, around the league, like other tight ends around the league, what numbers are they putting up? Um, it's going to be different in comparison to your offenses, right? But you always want to try and set the bar high in comparison to other guys. Mm -hmm. And the more that I've um, kind of grown in in the NFL, but as well as in business as well, um, I've, I've noticed that it's not necessarily you versus other people, it's you versus you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the most important way to look at it is how are you improving? How are you making yourself better? Um, because that's the hardest thing in, in the world to do is improve on yourself and make yourself better. Because a lot of times we get complacent, we get lazy, you know, we get satisfied. And it's like, how do you not get satisfied? How do you go out there and get another deal? How do you go out there and get another house for a better deal? How do you go out there and take this company to the next level. And I think that's one of the hardest things to do is, is look yourself in the mirror to be able to wake up every day and just go get it. Just never get complacent, never get satisfied, just be able to go get it. So I feel like that you versus you mentality to continue to make yourself better is more important than comparing, your, comparing yourself to other people. Because at the end of the day, you know, that's all you got is yourself. And when you get knocked down, that's all you got is yourself to pick yourself up. So it's always going to be you versus you. That's awesome. What I love about that too is it makes it uh, it makes you internally motivated, but also, you know, thinking about just how people are wired naturally. You know, you're going to look at Travis Kelsey and be like, man, that dude's putting up so many numbers and blah blah blah, and, and you start to get bitter at him for his performance <laughs> and you know it's that's a natural human response rather than being able to celebrate his wins and being competitive versus yourself yeah. you know which is creates deeper relationships and and allows you to you know when you see him at the all-star game you know celebrate with him and yeah, not, not sure. blow my dad always says you don't have to blow somebody's candle out to make yours shine brighter <laughs> right sure. like you can encourage him and be um, a team player with him even though he's not actually on your team and, and then you still get to keep that drive and want to catch him or catch whoever the leading you know tight end or receiver or whatever position is for that season um, but I, I love that, that yeah, absolutely it's not jealousy at all it's almost like uh, um, 
you almost like look up to somebody in a way that like, dang, like he balled and let me go out here and get mine too. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? So it's like you said, it's not blowing somebody else's candle out, just being able to celebrate them. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. All right. Well, man, thank you for the time. Um, we'll let you go enjoy Dallas a little bit, even though it's 100 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah, it's hot out here. Yeah, boy. it is. It is. But, uh, man, thank you. And uh, if you guys enjoyed it, make sure to give him a follow on Instagram I'm, and, and everywhere else that you can follow people on in their lives, which is weird, but you can now. Um, and uh, we're, we'll, we'll be back with more uh, podcasts in the future. But I uh, hope you enjoyed this. Make sure to like and subscribe. Appreciate y'all. All right, last question uh, we just got in actually from the audience is, are there any businesses or industries today that you would consider a dead hit? <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs>